Welcome to Roots Radio, a podcast about living with ALS. We are your hosts, Lenny and Jesse. Lenny was diagnosed with ALS in 2019. I, Jesse, am a social worker at the ALS Association. Together, we take a deep dive into the lives of those incredible individuals living with ALS, as well as those in the community advocating for those families who have been touched by ALS in some way. Roots Radio was inspired by Lenny's desire to help others who are living with ALS like he is. Out of his desire, Roots Radio was born. The inspiration for our title, Roots Radio, draws meaning from the belief that the roots of who we are in this world is and always will be a part of who we are, especially in the face of ALS. The roots of our experiences in the world, the companionship we seek, the love that we feel, and the reflection of what we have meant to others, these are the roots that will continue to nourish our our community despite the ever-changing nature of ALS. To quote our good friend, Kyle Mullins, ALS is a club that we never wanted to be a part of, but thank God there is a club. Well, welcome everyone to episode 12, a very spontaneous and yet exciting episode we have here. Lenny, go ahead and tell everybody what we're doing today. Yeah, welcome everybody. So this is Lenny. And I'm here with my wife, Marta, and my friend, Christy. And we just wanted to share with people a wonderful event that we hosted this past Friday, June 23rd. It was a charity golf event titled Team Letty's Light Scramble to Defeat ALS. It was held at the Butter Valley Golf Course in Valley, PA. And we had a wonderful turnout of golfers, volunteers, sponsors, and donations ranging from monetary donations to various raffle baskets that really helped us raise a substantial amount of money with the intent of giving it back to the ALS community and sharing it with folks that really could use some financial support. And we just thought today we would talk a little bit about it and uh, share some of the experiences that we had and, you know, just take it from there because it was wonderful. And we do play it. In fact, I myself, they're pretty jazzed up to to, to get back and start planning for next year uh, because it was, the, it was just that fulfilling and exciting for us. And Jesse, you were there. So you're able to share your thoughts as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was, let's think it was almost a week ago, right? Tomorrow it would have been a week. Um, Right. (laughs) What's what's funny is, you know, for, for those who were there, it was a rainy day. Um, But like that did not impact one ounce of the energy there. Um, and I just think that it was so, it almost made it better in a way. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just felt like everybody was like kind of hunkered in and like playing on the field and like nobody, you know, it, nobody was phased. And I think that that's so telling of, of, of you, Lenny and everybody's efforts there. It was, you know, it was more than just a golf tournament. 
is how I felt. Um, but yeah, it was such a special day. What about you guys? What do you think? Jesse Martin, what do you guys think? You were, these were the, this was the broad <clears throat> behind the, the effort for the, the golf course. These are Christy and Barta, besides being my loving wife and loving friend, I'd have to characterize their efforts over the last six months as nothing short of being Clydesdales. They were workers, hard and hard. That's how it came about. So what do you guys have to share? So Jesse, when you said tomorrow will be a week, Christy and I just looked at each other. It seems like it was just yesterday (laughs) that we did this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was amazed at all of the volunteers that we had. One of the ladies that I golf with had mentioned she does a lot of tournaments and sets them up and everything and arranges them. And she always has problems getting volunteers. She said we had the usual five that always volunteer. She could not believe all the help we had. Mm-hmm. I know that was a, a very big helping factor on the in the uh, outing that we had. It was very humbling to have. I mean, it got to the point where. I was really worried about people being there and having nothing to do. And there were times like that just because we had so many people. But, you know, you don't want to turn away anybody. Just like you don't want to turn away food. You don't want to turn away golfers. Mm-hmm. It was all for such a good cause. that I think everybody, it was a great experience for everybody. Those that, I like to think that those that gave whatever it was, time, money, golf, whatever. They got they got it back in spades. And I think that's the truth. Oh, for sure. And you're right. I mean, it was almost it, it didn't matter if there wasn't something to do. Like it was just energetic and exciting to be there, you know? Um, and I think everybody, you know, what's at one point my dad and I were driving around on the golf court cart, um, just like checking in with teams that were playing. And it was so, so awesome to walk up to each team and sort of say, hi, like, how's it going? You know, how do you know Lenny? How do you know the family? And everybody had a different story. Everybody had a different connection. Um, and, and what an incredible definition of community, you know, nobody, not everybody has to know each other to feel connected, you know? That's right. And, and, uh, I think uh, Christy could talk, you know, a little bit more about the community that's developed, that's here, and then the little sub community that I've been so fortunate to have develop around me, of which Christy is a very important member of that community. It's interesting, you know, when I first started working with Lenny, I said, you know, I was born and raised in Pennsburg probably know a lot of the same people and you know the more time we spent together not just here but you know going out to valley cafe on thursdays and things like that it's oh you know christy you know lenny you know know, and vice versa it's just interesting how our paths crossed simply because he had you know has the als diagnosis and i really don't think i've would have met him if he didn't have this diagnosis. And this is like the beautiful side of it. And I know that sounds weird, but 
having a community and having the support, it's not something that everybody has. And I know as a social worker, you, you know that. And just as a caregiver, I see it, you know, on the community pages and things like that. And absolutely breaks my heart, but we, you talked about how it was almost better that it rained that day. And I just kind of looked at Martin and, and shook my head like, yeah, I agree because everybody was together in one spot mm-hmm. and there were new relationships formed. There were new connections made. And, um, it just, I mean, yeah, it's just an amazing feeling and to be a part of Lenny's community. I mean, I can't put into words how much that means to me. And so knowing a lot of the same people and even reconnecting with some people um, that I haven't seen. One of Lenny's really good friends was my first grade teacher. Um, So it just, I know it's just, I mean, it blows me away. I know it just, it, I just, it's amazing. Like, yes, it's a small community, but you know, it's just little things like that. And, you know, like, you know, he has such great neighbors, couple that, da- you know, houses down and across the street and, you know, they're, they're here in an instant to help him if he needs it, you know, and that's just amazing. And to open other people's eyes to that mm-hmm. was one of the missions of this outing. Um, you know, I remember asking Lenny, what do you want? people to remember the most about the outing. And of course he said the food was number one. Well, actually, <laughs> what it was fantastic. Yeah. He said dessert. I, <laughs> I, wanted to do, I wanted a homemade dessert bar. That, I think it. that we got that. Yeah. And then, you know, just just like the sense of community. And I think we we hit that out of the park. Um, you know, I I just I'm very grateful to have been a part of it. It yeah. was it was a, 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 you know, this thing started back, I think it was, we were talking to one of my friends across the street today at lunch, and we were talking about, you know, when it all started, the, your thoughts about the charity. And of course, when I was diagnosed in 2019, you know, we were right there at the beginning of the, you know, right at the cusp of the pandemic. So, 2020, 2021 were kind of a, you know, a blur, being very, very cautious. And then 2022 came around, and I remember thinking I'd like to do something, a, a golf event. And I reached out to, once again, my group of friends community. And I was looking for somebody that had experience in doing a charity event, not just helping, but soup to nuts, you know, planning it, organizing it everything associated with it. And I reached out to people that summer and I just got overwhelmed because I didn't think that I was going to be able to muster the support of people that would help me, you know, power through it. And uh, John Gaiman, the uh, owner of Butter Valley, very, very, very nice man. And any golfers listening, Butter Valley is a great value for you in Valley, Pennsylvania. Give him a plug because he deserves it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he introduced me to somebody that does charity events, a golf course. 
And we connected briefly, but nothing became of it because once again, I just didn't think in my condition that I could do it. And then when Christy uh, joined to help me this past January, the conversation came around somehow. I said, yeah, you know, I was thinking of doing a charity event, but I was overwhelmed by it. And, you know, it didn't happen. And Christy noted that she's done charity events with local fundraisers here. And so once I was convinced that I had somebody that had that that had that was extroverted, that would be accountable, and that would be responsible and proactive, um, along with I knew my wife Marta, you know, she would, you know, she'd be with me thick or thin. And, you know, once I was convinced, all right, we've got a little, we've got a critical mass here. The three of us to be, you know, we just call ourselves event coordinators. And then from there, it just kind of slowly, you know, almost, you know, just by osmosis kind of leaked out and went out. And, you know, before we knew it, we had a a good handful of core people that helped us through it. And uh, because this is the first time we had done it, it truly was soup to nuts. And uh, it, it, I could have been more proud of it. I was worried at first that we wouldn't get, I didn't know what kind of reaction we would get from the community because, you know, there's a lot of worthwhile causes out there. And, you know, I don't begrudge anybody who decides they've already got a charity, they've got a cause. That's great. You know, we just ask if you want to share. That's fine. Participate. And the uh, response from the community, both the willing to help out through volunteering and active leadership on our on our team, the, the golfers was uh, was just exceptional, mm-hmm. just exceptional. And I I I think Marta and and, and Christy would would agree to that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember a couple of weeks out when we first put it out about having this outing, and um, we had a spreadsheet made up for the golfers. And we, I would go on almost every day to look, you know, you wouldn't see one and then you wouldn't see one. And then, oh, here's one. And, you know, I'd quick tell Lenny, who, you know, who it was. And, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's somebody we know. We were kept hoping, is there somebody going to sign up that we don't know? You know, right. and, you know, eventually they did. But it was neat how it filled up so fast. Um, I think it kind of shocked Lenny. It did. It was 120 golfers. And I think we were at capacity, which was 120 a good six weeks away from the tournament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rain didn't stop anybody from coming, you know, like I, like, I feel like I'm not a golfer, but I could see some people being like, eh, I don't know. If yeah, I'm we had 120 golfers signed up. And I think we ended up with maybe 112, 114 golfers that played. Yeah. So, no, and I know one. a couple of people, I know a couple of people that did not play because of, just something came up in life. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the raid detracted a couple of others, but you know, 112 out of 100 12 possibility of 120, that's a pretty good percentage of participation. Oh, yeah. And isn't it, I mean, just hearing you guys talk like, and thank you for sharing the whole evolution of it because I always, I often feel like that's not explored enough you know how it was like a thought you had an idea 
you know, and you sat with it and then, you know, you reached out about it, but then, you know, we start to sort of talk ourselves out of things sometimes. And, and yet look what like that one idea or thought that popped into your head, like look at all the positivity and generosity and community that came from that, you know, it's just, it's really cool to think about like you said, the, the nuts and bolts and the, the whole evolution of it, you know, it's so much more than that one day, you know? Right. That's what we get so much more than, you know, you go there that we kept, we were told many times how smooth and organized it was. And so maybe as a participant or somebody that just shows up, you know, you kind of take it for granted, which rightly they should. But boy, oh boy, the, the bat, I mean, it, it was, it really was fun. And I was, I think I had some anxiety really maybe two or maybe three weeks out. But then once we got through another, another one of my many multitude of lists, I felt comfortable with it. <laughs> that then, you know, I knew that it was in the hands of the right people, namely Christy and my wife, Marta. And they certainly were not going to let the community down. And they did it. They were the the ringmasters out there. Mm-hmm. And I keep referring to them. They were very critical to it. But we had a boatload of other people that were, you know, we had a core group of people. Uh, Linda, Russ, uh, Becky, Bill, Bill, Becky. I mean, just people that were there for every meeting, people that were proactive, kept volunteering. You know, I kept worried about burdening people with too much stuff because all I could do is sit in my recliner and just, you know, try to help run the meetings and, and, you know, manage from a big picture standpoint. But it was those people that had to do the work. So I was very cognizant of not wanting to overburden everybody, anybody. But, you know, it didn't bother me. Sure, we could do that or that's a good idea or why about we let's think about doing it this way. And so it was, it was, I, I I loved every bit of it. I really did. Do you have, um, I was thinking it'd be fun to share if each of you, do, do you have a favorite memory from the day? Well, I mean, there's probably lots of favorites, but a, a, a moment that sticks out for each of you? I do. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have many, but the one that kind of was like, and I'm, may cry when I say this, but the one that really sticks out is, you know, when Lenny, when Lenny was up there giving his speech and I had, I was sitting on the floor at one point and I had gotten up and like walked over to the wall and just kind of took everything in like, wow, you know, like this is, we did it. And just watching you, Lenny, Just watching you interact with, you know, everybody and the smile on your face, it just, you know, it, it, that was my motivation for this, you know, and, you know, I kept telling myself, even though it's raining, it's, you know, we did it, we, we, we made it, we did it. And the smile on your face 
the whole afternoon just confirmed like this is you know all the blood sweat and tears it was worth it just to see your smile so that was my that's like what sticks out to me and I do also have to share Jesse that is pretty amazing that it was your dad who won the Phillies golf bag (laughs) Um, and his email to me after that you know of course that made me cry and so that you know ties into you know what I just said about seeing Lenny smile so that I mean that just that was amazing and you talk about like the community and your dad to win that you know so that (laughs) that that really made me happy too yeah so awesome one of my memories it was Thursday night um we were over there you know getting everything in order and setting up and things and when we went out into the parking lot we looked up at the putting green where they practice and Josh Gaiman was up there freehanding team Lenny's light spray painting on the green. That was so and cool. That was, yeah. And then on Friday when we were all waiting for Lenny to arrive, Josh was standing there and just looking over and seeing him waiting for Lenny to come over and see that. That really hit me. So he didn't know about it. That was a surprise. Yes. Oh my yep. God. So I didn't know what they were doing. I know what I asked them to do, but whatever the hell they did after that, once they left the house, I had no control over. Well, there were amazing a few times where you said, oh, we should do this. And yeah. Marta and I looked at each other and like, okay. <laughs> so whatever choices they made were good choices. Well, what, what did you kept? Keep saying, get me to California. Yeah. Just get me to California. <laughs> yeah, I just use that as an analogy. Get me to California. I don't care how you get there. I may ask you to get off on an off ramp here or there, but otherwise, I don't care what you do. Just let's get to California. With oh California God. being the end of the rainbow and being the golf outing itself, just a metaphor. But I love yeah, it. Yeah, you know, basically, basically, I was saying at the end of the day, the beads will justify the end. Mm-hmm. And the Ed B at the golfing event. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was great. And I, I had a lot of, I mean, that was very special when I saw what Josh did. Uh, you know, something else that's special is I was introduced to a lot of these people that helped out uh, through a friend of mine, Mike, who suggested I join St. Mark's Luther Church here in Pittsburgh. I'll always be grateful for that. Because a lot of the community, a lot of the people that I interact with is from the church. And I lead on the church. I lead on the church for a lot of inspiration and for a lot of volunteers and things like that. So for me, I don't think there was one moment that stands out. But just the entirety of everybody who's willing to share their resources with us. Once again, knowing that there's a tremendous number of worthwhile charitable causes out there with which you can share your resources with, and that very few of us have infinite resources to share. So I was just grateful that for this one day, this one event, they offered to share, you know, their their personal time, their their enthusiasm and, uh, you know, financial donations, which as uh, Christy said, um, 
once we go through the books and we pay our bills, you know, for food and things like that, that um, our intent is that every every penny will be funneled back to the ALS community in one fashion or another. Yeah. I I love all your memories. One of my favorites, well, I have two that stick out are when I Lenny, I felt like from the second you got there into like the reception part until the very, very end, you had like a receiving line of people who wanted to talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah. like it was like a wedding where like everybody's lined up. It's yeah. like or like the queen, like meeting the queen, like everybody and like at one point Tony was going to leave and he was like, Well, I gotta say goodbye to Lenny. And I was like, get in line. (laughs) There's like, you know, everybody wanted to like talk to you and just going, just watching the people come up to you. And um, it just was a very cool experience. And um, it was your vision, you know, and everybody's vision and, and to see like in real life, that connection and that energy that's forged out of, just ideas and friendship and love. Like, it's just so, I think there's, there's a few times in life you really get to witness that. And, um, and then my other favorite memory was, well, obviously your speech was incredible. Um, I, every word, which we'll play at the end. So you guys can all hear it. Um, but I also loved during the raffle part or the, um, yeah, the raffle part when Marta, one of your friends won the Instapot. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did it. Yeah. So they were reading off all the numbers and she just stood up and was like, oh, it's me. And I don't think she had seen like which one was pulled. And then she realized it was this huge instant pot and coffee pot. She was like, holy shit, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and, like everybody was laughing. Like it was just such a joyful, hysterical moment. <laughs> yeah, it was a very spontaneous, very, very human emotion right there yeah. that. There was there was no planning with that. She just yeah. blurted that out. So that was yeah, Marta's friend <laughs> Becky. <awesome. laughs> yeah, it was it was it was, it, it was. And I I you know what I hope what I wanted to do with the event, and we all had similar, you know, we all had overarching similar objectives, but we probably each had our own personal objectives that we wanted the golf event to achieve but one of mine was I really wanted to raise people's awareness of ALS by putting a face Mm -hmm. with the disease Mm -hmm. and by sharing some of the challenges that we face just so they get a sense that hopefully it'll be an imprint on themselves that they will remember, you know, ALS is, you know, you see somebody that's in a wheelchair that has a trach that, you know, can't walk. That's the gross manifestation of it. But when you start, and and people may not necessarily identify with that because they don't think it'll ever happen to them. But as I said to everybody, when you start thinking about the last time I was able to make a sandwich, the last time I was able to golf, the last time I was able to walk to the mailbox, 
Last time I was able to hug my daughter or hug my wife, spread butter on a piece of toast. I mean, those to me are very tangible, tactile examples that people, everybody in that room can identify with. And that is ALS. Those simple things of, you know, being able to scratch your head on your own. I can't remember the last time I did that. I have to ask somebody to do that. So it's those kinds of things that for that moment, I wanted to bring some sobriety into the event, but also it was only meant to not not solicit sympathy or have people say how courageous we are, but it was just an opportunity to, to really make people understand how much is taken away from our lives mm-hmm. you know it's not the big you know yeah it's the big things you can't drive or you know get every job but no you can't i think i said it to, to everybody you know the beauty of drinking a beer from a bottle mm-hmm. and not having to use a straw i mean it's those things that are taken away from us mm-hmm. and that's where i hope this that raised everybody's awareness something that they can identify on a daily basis. And as I mentioned, regrettably, statistics indicate that somebody in the audience is going to be indirectly or directly a member, become a member of the ALS community. And the funds that we raise today will hopefully make for a better future for that family and that individual down the road if, once again, regrettably, they need to join the community. So that's the biggest thing that I hope was taken away from it on on Friday was this is the disease. And do not think for a second that it could not happen to you. And therefore, what you're donating now, your time and effort, may come back to help you or your family in the future. And I I hope that w- that came through. And I didn't want to make it too sobering for people. And that's why I threw in some jokes there, which hopefully broke the tension a little bit, but I just thought it was important to, to share those personal thoughts with people. It was, it was perfect, Lenny. And, you know, I think you... What you're giving folks is your, yeah, you're bring you're offering sober, sobering facts, right? But you're also giving them a window of like gratitude in their own lives, you know, like don't take buttering a piece of toast for granted, <laughs> you know, don't take itching your scratching your head for granted. Um, And also you are showing the community and every person there that while ALS, there is no cure and there's no fix, it can't take your, what makes Lenny Lenny, (laughs) you know, that you showed everybody that, you know, that that is not touched. You are 
I mean, the whole point of why we do this show, right? To to show people that it can take every ounce of ALS of what we know we think makes us who we are. And all that is true. And also there's this inside sense of self and fire and, you know, compassion and heart that will always be there. Right. That's what the, and that's why I encourage anybody listening, if they want to participate and have themselves heard, all you have to do is contact us. Jesse can provide all the information because I want this to be, I want this to be your opportunity to, to talk and to share whatever the case is. This is for the ALS community. You know, whether you're a patient, a caregiver, a researcher, whatever it is that, uh, you know, that's why this, this came about. And uh, I'm just fortunate to be a part of it. And, they're fortunate that that I can still do things like this, and and I just hope people do try to do things that they still can do. But I can't do it without Martin and Christy. Frankly, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them because I can't do anything. I mean, I can, yeah, I I, I can talk, so I can I can tell people what to do. But what happens after they leave my eyesight? I have no idea. So we always joke here. We watch a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, crime documentaries, and I, I, and oh my gosh, it's always the wife of the caregiver taking the guy down. <laughs> so I, I, between me and our dog Nora, I, we both sleep with one eye open. <laughs> it's like holy cow! Once again, there's the caregiver. they're just looking for tips no but it's uh we have a lot of fun with it and uh you know make the most of it luckily i like surrounding myself with people that laugh then they can laugh at themselves and what better what what better charm is there than being able to laugh at yourself Mm. and i'm i'm fortunate with marta and christy and all the folks that i've mentioned and i haven't mentioned that a sense of humor is good, and uh, a sense of humor can take you very, very far. So, yeah, that that was the event. It was great. We had over 30 raffle baskets, four or five silent auctions. Uh, we grossed over $20,000. We don't have the final numbers yet, but we grossed, I, I, we probably grossed closer to twenty five, And... Uh, I hope to uh, have the final numbers here and, and touch base with you, Jesse, with some ideas of how we could yeah. share some of that funding. And uh, there'll be nothing that'll that'll be that'll be a memorable moment. We could share this with the community of people that are less fortunate than than I am. So that's going to probably be if you come back. If we come back in three weeks and you ask me what I remember most, that'll be what I'll tell you I remember most yeah. is being able to take what people donated and give it to others and people that really could use, you know, everything that we spent money on for expenses, like, you know, the vendor for food, 
you know, we had sides made for the sponsors. We had some T-shirts made so that, you know, volunteers could be easily identified by the by the golfers. Um, I forget what else we had. But anyways, you know, the miscellaneous things, you know, water bottles. Golf charges. Uh, what was that? Butter Valley pans. Oh, yeah. You know, for the, the nominal fees that we have for the golf. But, um, you know, once that's all taken account of, uh, you know, I expect that we'll have a nice little bit of money to give back. And everything that we spent money on, and Marty and Christy can tell you. Before I was sick, I always equated money to gallons of milk. Well, you know, 20 bucks, that's five gallons of milk. All right, to that, because I like to eat, I like to drink milk. This time, it was, how does this equate to a caregiver hour? Something costs $200, $300. I always try to balance it. Is it worth for the enjoyment of the group, the enhancement of the participants, and then for the overall success of the tournament? Or is that money better spent to give to somebody where they can conceivably get uh, three days of caregiving? And that was my litmus test for everything that we spent money on. And and I think it I think it uh, I I think it I I think it worked out really well. We don't have the final numbers yet, but you know, right now our expectations are beyond what the expectations were at the beginning, and I'm excited about that. It was it was such a good day, and it will continue on. You know, that energy that. That's the side of a good day when you can like close your eyes and just like think of so many different moments throughout the day, you know, um, the t-shirt. I just like, when I do that, I see the t-shirts, I see, um, Marta running around and Christy running around and, um, you know, just making conversation with random folks I've never met before, but guess what? We're both wearing tie dye. So we have that instant combine, you know, instant connection and, um, I remember at one point I was taking a picture before the golfers came back and I was just like walking around taking random pictures of groups of people. And there is a group sitting at one of the round tables and I just was like, hey guys, I'm going to take a picture. Oh, and I yeah. took a picture and, you know, then flash forward maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, this is then the, the golfers were all back and eating and a woman comes up to me and she says, Hey, were you the one that took that picture? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, will you please send that to me? You know, and then we started talking and I texted her the picture and, you know, she was, it was just so genuine, the energy and the um, pure happiness of everybody to be there. You know, that that's unmatched. Oh yeah. So the tie-dye shirts were Lenny's idea. He came up with the tie-dye. So I like the Grateful Dead. So maybe there were some (laughs) flashback moments to my youth, (laughs) but we just wanted something that would make us stand out from the participants. So that if somebody needed something, Mm -hmm. they could easily pick out, all right, there's a volunteer. I need some help. I could go, you know, uh, uh, you know, have a chin wag with them or something like that, (laughs) but it was good. It was good. And I will, and you, you mentioned this, Jesse, you know, I'll articulate uh, a little differently, but yes, it was such a good event that I am really jazzed 
to do it again. I have no hesitation about doing it again. And I would love the opportunity to help others who want to do something like that. Because I feel, I, I, I just feel excited that we were able to pull it together and that I've sort of showed myself that I've got something that I can share with others that may be facing the same, maybe feeling overwhelming. And then if I can help with them, you know, I, 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 that's how jazz life. I loved it. I wish I, I wish I was turning my attention to another charity right now. Well, careful what you wish for. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got one thing I do have is time. <laughs> so, we could get you connected. <laughs> uh, get me connected. I put that out there. I'm happy to get connected. So <laughs> that's up to you. You want to get me connected? I throw it back at you. It's on you now to connect me. Okay. I'm okay. happy to do that. Mission accepted. Mission <laughs> but really, but, uh, truly, we do have families who ask us often, like if they want to do some sort of event or fundraiser, how do I start? Where do I begin? Um, I am more than happy to be, or I, I I'll speak for all three of us here. We <laughs> are <laughs> we are all happy to do that. Guys, we're not even seven days out and you already got your 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 um assignments for <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we're all we're, we're yeah, all willing to do it, it. I at one point this was probably well after everybody we were cleaning up and yeah. then we were loading the cars and Marta and I were outside and we just looked at each other and we were like like we did it. Like we couldn't believe we did it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. just giving whatever the charity is or whatever the, you know, obviously if it's for ALS, it'll mean that much more, but it's, I think it's beyond the money. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the money is an important factor. Yeah. You want to raise money, but it's, it's so much more than just raising money. You know, it's, it's the, you know, I, I remember Lenny saying, we have too many baskets. We have too many baskets. We have too many baskets. And I kept saying to him, you know, generosity is a good problem to have, mm-hmm. you know, like the community is so generous and, you know, if other people can feel that for their cause, then, then yeah, let's, you know, help them out any way we can. Yep. Absolutely. Because I will say, once I was comfortable that we had a critical mass with the three of us willing to go out there and do it and not wait for me to ask him to do something, but to do it. That was such a big difference. And we had the opportunity to talk with somebody who has done uh, a golf charity event for 14 straight years at Butter Valley. And that is uh, the healthy uh Nino's Honduras Nino's group uh Amanda and her husband Herman that they have a charitable foundation where they raise funds for children in Honduras and they were so uh so kind in giving us all of their templates what they did and so we did not have to reinvent the wheel and once I saw I saw a tangible example that, at least for me, it made it real and it made it something that I could build off of. 
in so many times, so many instances, it's a matter of how do I start? Where do I start? Well, somebody gave us a peek inside and they shared with us what they did for their tournament. And we'll ever, forever be grateful for uh, Amanda and Herman providing their their help in the beginning, the very beginning of, uh, for uh, uh, the foundation, the charity that they have to help the children of Honduras. So we're I'm more than happy to give back to anybody else. And then just piggybacking on talking about community earlier, there's connection with the Healthy Niños Honduras group as well with mutual friends um, whose um, son's girlfriend is now some kind of coordinator for Healthy Niños Honduras. And so it it kind of goes full circle there too. It comes back to the community and, and knowing people and, and that, you know, yeah, we were tied together with that outing sort of in the beginning, but now there's even more of a connection. So it's just interesting that they are the ones that helped us get off the feet with materials and where do we start and where do we go? And now we have that connection with, you know, Don and Mary and, and, you know, they were, Don played in the tournament and, and Mary volunteered and, you know, that was a big, big help. And it's just interesting, the connection to both the organizations. Plus the donations they supplied too. Yeah. And all the Gatorade and yeah. Philly's Phillies bag. Yeah. 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 A big part too. Well, there are so many people that are a big yeah. part of me. It's not even fair just David Donaberry. We had so yeah. many, so many people. So it was great. It was great. So I think enough self-adulation here. <laughs> I think we should move on. The next event coming up for ALS, Lehigh Valley, is the Lehigh Valley Walk to Cure ALS. I believe that's scheduled for October 15th. Is that correct, Jesse? I think it's the 14th, Lenny. 14th, um, October 14th. Saturday the 14th. at It'll be at Cedar Crest College again. Yep, the 14th. It'll be at Cedar Crest College again. Um, and I can put a link in the show notes for this to um for how to sign up and i can put a link to your team too if you want to join team lenny's light um yeah we'll keep the fun going keep the party going yeah and i hope at some point maybe teams lenny's team lenny's light charitable event will become something beyond golfers but maybe even a a family event where we could have golfing in the morning and then a lunch with golfers and families and things like that. That may be a a little a little big to to bite off, but you know, when you say you reach for the stars, be happy if you get the mood. So that's sort of down the road that I'm and I'm hoping it becomes an every year event, of which I think next year's event we're shooting for the twenty first of June, twenty twenty four. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> 24. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, We're guys. Marta, thank you, Christy. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you again for coming and to your dad for coming as well. (laughs) Yeah, to everybody there. It was nobody left there um, untouched by just the specialness of the day. Um, Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good day. It was a good, good day. Um, yeah. And to close us out, we have a rec- the recording of Lenny, Lenny's speech that he gave after the golf tournament, after the golfers came back and they were um, all gathered in, in the room and we were all there listening. And um, it's a, these words are so special. So enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Take care, Jesse. Bye. Thank you. Bye. There's a foursome who went out to play golf one day, and it was a long day, longer than they thought. So the one guy gets home to his wife, and she says, you know, everything okay? What happened? You look exhausted. And he said, you know what? I am exhausted. I am absolutely emotionally and physically drained. And she said, oh my gosh, what happened? And she said, and the husband said, you know Harry, he's a real good golfer, right? First hole, got up there, he crushed it. You know, beautiful golf shot. Hit the apex, floated down towards the end of the fairway. Bounced over a track rolled right in the hole, all in one. Everybody jumping up and down, throwing clubs. And then Harry grabs his chest and falls flat down. He died of a heart attack. So the wife said, that is terrible. What did you do? And the husband says, well, the only thing we could do We'd hit a ball and drag Harry. Hit a ball and drag Harry. (laughs) 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 So, the last time. The last time I played golf was here at Butter Valley in June of 2019, on the fourth hole, mighty backswing, crushed the ball, went about 15 feet, (laughs) landed in the marsh. And at that point, I just put my club away, picked my ball up, and was just driving the cart. Then 30 days later, I was diagnosed with ALS. So one thing about ALS is that your list of last last times is long and grows quickly. 
I remember the last time I was able to hug my wife, hug my daughter. The last time I was able to feed myself, make a sandwich, put butter, spread butter on toast, drive a nail with a hammer, use a screwdriver. The last time I was able to button a shirt, walk to the mailbox, Last time I drank a beer through a bottle without using a straw. The last time I did a shot of Jameson, which actually, that was this past Tuesday. So. <laughs> I so much appreciate you sharing your resources with us and Nothing that is brought in today is going to me. I am, we are, going to share it with the ALS community. And regrettably, the reality is there's a good chance that somebody here will either directly or indirectly join the ALS community. So it's my hope that the funds that we use or that we raise here contribute to making substantive progress in medical screening, treatment, palliative care, caregiving. Caregiving is so critical to find skilled, compassionate, responsible people, not just the ALS community, but all those out there that need, that need help. And then hopefully maybe one day a cure. 82 years ago, Lou Gehrig passed away of ALS. ALS was first identified, or given a name anyways, in 1866. And still right now, there really is no, there's no way to medically screen it. There's some genetics and so forth, but that we still have a long ways to go. And so I hope you take comfort in knowing that by sharing yourself today, I do hope that it contributes in a substantive way in the future. And caregiving is something I like to, to talk about just so you get a sense of what it's like. You know, when I was first diagnosed, I was able to help myself pretty much to drive and stuff. Then eventually that went away. And then my wife helped me, Marta, my beautiful wife. It's just my primary caregiver. And then we'd have a caregiver come over once or twice a week. That led to a caregiver coming over Monday through Friday. And then it became two caregivers Monday through Sunday. And I'm fortunate because I did save for retirement and I have the funds to pay for that support. And it's not just for me, but for my wife, Marta, so she can get out and enjoy herself, live a little, and not have to worry about whether I'm gonna fall or I have to get up and, because I, I can't get up, or who's gonna take care of the dog. So 
It's so, I, I just feel very strongly about it, that there are so many people out there that in many respects I'm an anomaly because I've got a beautiful community that has embraced me. And as I said, I've got some money stashed aside to help, but a lot of people don't have that. So my hope today is that you will not remember this day as the last time you supported the ALS community. Now, there was another force. They're up there. They're at the hole. Guy got up to the ball. And just as he was getting ready to, to whack it, he noticed the funeral procession. He took a step, step back, put his hat over his heart, bowed his head. Three minutes later, when the procession was out of view, he whacked the ball, beautiful drive. And his buddies congratulated him. But they also said, I'm very touched by how respectful you were to that funeral procession. And the golfer said, it's the least I could do. She was my wife for 35 years. <laughs> yes. Thank you.